culture, society. On every street and around every bend lies a world positively overflowing with both. But sometimes we can all use a night in, removed from the endless spiral of chaos and absolute nonsense that waits outside our doors. And for those nights, there's Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery. With Drizzly, you can shop local stores and compare prices on the biggest selection of beer, wine, and spirits, then get your favorite drinks delivered to your door in under 60 minutes. All from the comfort of your couch. Because society is great, but it doesn't have your couch. And it's windy out. And you forgot your jacket. And oh my God, would you look at the line at that place? Are you serious? I... (sighs) So download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com today. You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter, and I'm excited because back by popular demand, I'm having another guys panel, and you guys sent me your questions, and we are going to answer them. We're talking dating, we're talking sex, and we are talking manliness. First up on the panel, he is the founder and editor-in-chief of The Art of Manliness of manliness the largest independent lifestyle magazine and his new book the illustrated art of manliness the essential how-to guide survival chivalry self-defense style car repair and more is on sale may 16th but you can pre-order it now there's a link in the description please welcome brett mckay hey great to be here how are you good i'm digging the stash it's very manly I I worked really hard at it. (laughs) And next I have, you may recognize him from Bravo's Summer House, which just got picked up for a season two. His new documentary, Silo, Edge of the Real World, just premiered at the Tribeca Film Festival, and he just opened two new bars successfully in New York, the Lately in the Meat Packing District, and Kind Regards in the Lower East Side. Please welcome Carl Radke. Hello, hello. Thank you, Zach, for having me. This is very exciting. And the, the intro music, I have to say, is it got me a little excited. Got you pumped. I <laughs> yes, love it. I am. I'm amped. Are you ready to talk dating? You made a few a few blunders on Summer House. Oh, that's there's plenty more where what you didn't see on the camera. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And you may recognize him from Chelsea Lately or the Josh Wolf show. He is now co-hosting Prince and the Wolf with Freddie Prince Jr. and he hosts Fairly Normal with Josh Wolf. Please welcome Mr. Josh Wolf. What's happening, man? How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing very well. I think it's been a while since we talked. It has. Last time we talked, you were promoting the Josh Wolf show. I was. I do remember that. It was like a week before the show aired. <laughs> That's right. So I like to mix it up with single, and normally I throw in a guy that's dating and in a relationship but not married, but I figured I would make an exception for you, Josh Wolf, because you and Brett are both married. Okay, fair enough. I'll take it. I'll take the exception. Okay, but you got to bring the heat tonight. I need some, I like, will, real dirty deets. I will do my very best. <laughs> okay. <laughs> First question, um, we're, first we're going to tackle dating. The first question is, what are your biggest 
turn-ons. So, Carl, let me throw this one at you. What are your biggest turn-ons when you're first dating a girl? My biggest turn-on, I'd have to say, is skin and smell. Skin. If you don't smell good, and if you don't have good uh, skin, then... So, no you'd like not. them to have skin? That's important? Yeah, that's... <laughs> I like okay. to wear them as my skin. Is there like yeah, a, a yeah. no skin preference? <laughs> no, I'm, no, I'm I, team skin too, I, I, by the way. Color. I'm team skin. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Brett, give me your best pickup line. Uh, man, I've been out of the dating scene for so long that I don't have any. You have no pickup line? line? My best pickup line would be like, hi, my name's Brett. What's your name? That would be my pickup line. I okay. love Brett. it. Look at panty dropper right there. Hey, Zach, I, Here, Zach, I just, the, I just got one on Instagram recently. Oh, give it, it to was, me. It was, did you just sit in a pile of sugar? Because you got a pretty sweet ass. <laughs> oh, that I, one. So, I yeah, don't, someone told me that recently, and I, I thought that was See, pretty, I would appreciate that because I don't have an ass. Like, it's not, there's just not a situation going back there. So if somebody walked up to me in a bar and was like, you have a nice ass like that, then I would be like, okay, all right, I'll buy you, <laughs> you a drink. What? Do you know what happens after you're married for a while? After you're married for a little while, you actually lose the ability to talk to <laughs> women. Let me tell you, this is true. I got off stage, and a, and a, um, a good-looking woman came up to me, and she said, you were very funny. And I said, oh, thanks. And she said, you looked really nice, too. And I was like, oh. And she could tell I looked uncomfortable. She goes, what's wrong? And I said, I don't, I don't really know how to talk to women. And she said, you don't know how to talk to women? And I said, no. I've been married for like 10 years. I mean, I'll argue with you, but that's the only type of conversation I know how to have with a woman at this point in time. I could probably make you cry right now, but that's about all I got after being married for 10 years. Do girls hit on you often after your shows? I mean, I would imagine. Well, no. You know, the meet and greets, I would have to say, I've listen, I've definitely had my nuts grabbed and my ass grabbed. And it's, it's funny. It's so funny because, and I'll go like, it's, okay, a couple weeks ago, some girl grabbed my nuts, and I go, I, you can't do that. She goes, you don't want me to do that? I go, no, I, I don't want to do that. And she was like, I, I'm having a hard time believing you You don't want me to do that. I'm like, yeah, that sounds like ideal. Time. Yeah, I go, you're having a hard time believing that I don't want a stranger rubbing my balls <laughs> in the meet and greet line? Like, that seems like almost a no-brainer. <laughs> Brett, talk yeah. to me about what dating looks like for you now. How long have you been married? I've been married 11 years. 11 years, and how many kids? Two, right? Two kids, that's right. So what does, do you guys go on dates? Like, what does that even look like? Well, my wife and I, we work together. So we're, like, we see each other pretty much 24 time. hours a day. But yeah, so we get, we get out, uh, you know, every now and then, like, every other week, we'll have the grandma and grandpa watch the kids, and we'll go out to do something, have just dinner. By ourselves, and that's that's really that's really nice. Having kids is like for an hour is a treat for sure. So, do you guys do anything fancy, or is it kind of just like you know we we do you guys get dressed up for your date still? Yeah, uh, like dressed up more than usual. Like okay. you, instead of just wearing t-shirts and your workout gear, we'll get our <laughs> uh, you know we'll put on some <laughs> jeans and a button down. That's what I'll do <laughs> if I'm feeling really fancy. I'll put on my cowboy boots. Because uh, I'm, I'm like I live in Oklahoma here. You'll brush out the uh, but yeah. But yeah, we'll go to a nice restaurant, nice steakhouse, and uh, you know, live it up. Does she like the stash? Or yeah, she-, she likes the stash. It was funny. She didn't like. She thought she wasn't going to like it because uh, I grew it a couple years ago, back in I guess '09. And then when I grew it, uh, she said, "Man, you look pretty good in that." And so I, I've kept it. I like it. Okay, Carl, how do you prepare for first date? 
Uh, wow. Like a ritual. I, I, take a sh- I take a shower. You take a shower. That's a good start. <laughs> start. Uh, Is deodorant involved? I hope. I actually, I got a, I, a nice little, like, I don't know if you ever saw, um, well, the Sex Panther. It was, you know, that cologne that really concerned oh. women. Does it work? So, I've got my own version of Sex Panther. It's, oh, do it's you? Called, okay. It's, it's called Hot. It's called Hot Carl. Hot Carl. Oh, okay. Are you going to uh, brand that? Is that is that going to be part of the launch on season two of Summer House? You got to tune in. You got to tune in. <laughs> uh, we we. I mean, guys, you know what a Hot Carl is, right? <laughs> Why did you tell us, Josh? Yes, please. Wait, you guys. I mean, you guys don't know what have, Hot. Like, you have Rena cracking up in studio here, so she's obviously in on the joke. I can't believe that this is going to happen. Um, <laughs> a hot Carl is oh boy is is when is when someone takes a shit on somebody else's chest. That's it's part of sex. It's called a hot Carl. Oh my! You don't want to. You have you a dying right now. You don't want to call yourself hot Carl, dude. I'm just saying. Maybe <laughs> maybe like <laughs> you just got to change it up. You just got to change it. But hot Carl is that's like a. Um, that's one of those OG Urban Dictionary terms. You're Josh. You're you're educating my my millennial audience right now. Yeah, we're, we're I appreciate that. We're going through some rebranding at the Hot Carl. <laughs> yeah, just, we're going to need to run some new names. Yeah, Google it for yourself. Uh, but just just trust me when I tell you, Hot Carl is not um, not going to be the way you want to go with. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That and don't and just so you know, like Dirty Sanchez, that's not good either. Just Dirty so you know. Sanchez. Okay. All right. There, we'll send a list to you, Zach. Oh I'll wait. Here we list. go. Here we go. Rena pulled it up. Hot Carl noun. Hot Carl plural slang. A sexual act of defecating <laughs> on a sexual partner, especially upon a passive female's chest. Okay. Well, as long as she's passive and not aggressive. Yeah. What's you more, don't want an, what's more manly. <laughs> what's more manly than that? All right. You don't want an angry female chest. No, who wants one of those? <laughs> free, free, free hot Carl's, free hot Carl's. Okay, speaking- yeah, listen, you, listen, if you can convince somebody to pay for a hot Carl, you are the man. Like, you've really stepped up your game. I'm assuming they're all free, but if you're paying, somebody's paying for it, man, you're a better dude than I am. <laughs> Okay, so Carl, what um, what makes you take a girl seriously versus not seriously, aside from her aggressive chest or her passive chest? Uh, yeah, I think just good conversation. I, I like an intelligence, someone who maybe knows who the vice president of the United States is. Mm, um, you know, just smart. kind of. I think normal, not many people not know that. People. Yeah, I like a girl who's intelligent, so that definitely I can tell pretty early on. You know, the content of the conversation will dictate how who, how she is. Okay. Uh, are you a one-woman type of guy, or do you date around? Do you have, like, multiple burners going on? <laughs> uh, I have multiple burners going on. I'm not going to lie. It's called, I call it a rotation. <laughs> what about you, yeah. Josh? Back in your dating game, did you have the burners going? Yeah, but, you know, honestly... Because you didn't I have was, Tinder I, back in those days. No, this was back when you had to talk to people. And uh, <laughs> we... Uh, Sounds awful. I, I, I actually was too like i would always like i'm gonna date a bunch of girls but then i would just get too lazy and i was you like get lazy did you have that like, many coming at you you didn't no, have to try like, hard no but like if you get lazy because if you're going out with three girls that's a that's a lot of work to kind of keep everything compartmentalized you know and so i just didn't have that kind of 
brain power. I, I, I would get confused and forget who I was supposed so wh- to call. what was your objective? Because you had kids during the time you were dating, because you had kids really young. So what was your objective during dating? Was it solely for a one-night stand to get laid, or were you actually trying to find a stepmom? No, I was actively not trying to find them. You know, my, my rule with my kids was, unless I think I'm going to marry you, there's no reason for you to meet them. Okay. So I, nobody except for my current wife has ever met. None of the girls I ever dated met them. No, because I thought that was really, I'm not, I don't want to use my kids to lure the woman. If she falls in love with the kids, but then she not and I you. don't get together, that's not good for <laughs> oh, my kids. Oh, yeah, that's not good for the kids. So, so you didn't just, bring in any NSA, like, while the kids were asleep in the other bedroom? Oh, when they were asleep, yeah. What am I? I mean, <laughs> what am I, a rookie? Yeah, I would give them their, I would give them their Benadryl, so made sure they stayed asleep. Oh, and, that's classic. <laughs> and then, yeah, but uh, I, I tried the juggle, but I just was not good at it. And you have to be kind of organized and yeah. on it to be able to handle that. And that wasn't my thing. So Brett, were you, what traits did you look for, uh, when you were dating and what did you kind of find in your wife that knew, okay, she's the one I'm bringing home to mama. Right. Uh, smart, intelligent. And, um, you know, for me, intelligence is you have to know more than just what the vice president, president is. That's sort of a low bar. <laughs> uh, but no, uh, smart, uh, good sense of humor, laid back, flexible, because, yeah, you don't want to be flexible married like stuck with someone bendy. who's, yeah, who's like, not flexible who like physically. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, not Pilates, but like psychologically, um, because you don't want someone who's just so antsy and just pent up. And if anything doesn't go according to plan, they just collapse because life is hard, man. So you want a yeah. life partner that can roll the punches with you. Absolutely. Okay, Carl, give me some tips for girls that are listening, because a big, a lot of the questions that I got were about ghosting or guys that'll match them on Tinder but won't actually message them. So what tips do you have as a single eligible bachelor to help girls not get ghosted or avoid that altogether? Uh, Ghosting is, I mean, there's guys that there's just too much quantity. Do you ghost? Well, there's for guys, there's just too many, too many options. I think for girls, it just once you sign up for a, you know an app or putting yourself out there, you got to be open to the idea that you might get ghosted. Um, but I think they got to be on the, the you know just be comfortable. Like hey, if you if you text them and he doesn't respond, just move on. Or something like Josh brought up is the old fashioned way: just pick up the phone and call. If you really are into somebody and you're early on in the relationship, pick up the phone and develop a a, a vocal because I I think I have a pretty sexy voice, so I like when you <laughs> you know can hear it. I love it. So is it <laughs> is it tough? What about if a girl's too aggressive? You know, right when you first start messaging, um, like, what are like the immediate turnoffs? Uh, I mean, I, we call those thirsty bitches. Thirsty, okay. <laughs> um, like shit, sending you dirty pics. Yeah, a lot of pictures, a lot of aggressive messages. I mean, you got to weigh your options. It depends on where you are. If you just want to have fun, those girls are a lot of fun for the one night. But I think if you're looking for something long term, that's probably a, a turn off and kind of a sign that she's probably a little. A little young or a little bit batshit crazy. Okay, so am she, I, if if she am grabs I crazy, am I, uh, am I crazy in thinking that it's just easier to get laid now? Is it? Am I crazy? It's easier. Brett, how old are you? I am. How old am I? Thirty-four. So you've been married for ten years. Eleven years. I got married young. I was twenty-two when I got married. I'm a good Mormon boy. Oh, there we go. There. So you you you're not hitting Tinder, anyways. <laughs> I'm not hitting. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be hitting Tinder. <laughs> got it. Got it. Got it. 
Okay, what's one thing, Josh, that you wish women understood about men and dating? We are incredibly simple. We okay. are incredibly simple. I'm, I'm not saying we're stupid. I'm not, I'm not saying we're dumb. But we are incredibly simple. Now, I tell my wife, listen, a blowjob and a sandwich goes a long way. <laughs> Those two things, whether they come at the same time or at different times during the day, that doesn't matter. But, you know... If I'm sitting at the couch, I know this sounds so crazy, and you just walk over and you're like, hey, I made you a sandwich. That, that lasts me a week. You made a sandwich for me? <laughs> Out of nowhere, you just made me a sandwich for no reason? Like, I love you. Do you know what I mean? So we're simple people. And I think that sometimes I, I think uh, it, 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 uh, things get, tend to get a little more com- complicated than they need to. So since you've been married for so long, do you feel like you have to try harder to make the relationship work? Or are well, you, you know like, what? well, we're already married. I don't have to try so hard anymore. Uh, it's actually a little of both crazy. I travel so much from, for doing stand-up that when I come home, you know, it actually is like that thing where we're like, oh, we really are looking forward to seeing each other. Do mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that is actually, it's like finding her again every week okay so i don't know if that's considered easy or hard i think it's a little of both but that is that has really kept our marriage look i'm not without a not exaggeration uh we have we we have some sort of sex once a day every day that i'm home oh i thought you were gonna say once a day every day i was like that's fairly often for someone that's been married that long well, that's, so every day I'm home. So I'm home at least three or four days a week. Okay. But we have sex at least once during those three or four days. And I think a lot of that is that we just miss each other because I'm away so much. Okay. And, and, and we've been married a long time for that to still happen. My wife I is know. Pretty, pretty good looking. She's really, I really. <laughs> that's when good. The you should still up, be attracted to each other. Yeah. I, I hope she's listening right now. Uh, I'll just make sure she tunes in. <laughs> what, yeah, exactly. Get some, get some, brown, get some brownie blowjob points. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Brett? What are, uh, how do you guys keep your relationship strong after all these years? Man, well, so we were just so compatible. Like, we don't, everyone's just like, everyone always says, like, marriage is so hard. And I'm like, I don't understand. Like, it's like the easiest thing. Like, I, there's a lot of other things in my life that are hard, and like, my marriage is not it. Um, but I think one thing that's really helped both my wife and I is to remember we kind of have this uh, analogy of reminding ourselves that we have an emotional bank account between the two of us. Mm-hmm. And like, whenever you do something like pissy or you know mean spirited to your you know your wife, like you're making a withdraw from that emotional bank account. So you got to do something to to make up for it. So like, as long as you're putting in more deposits in the emotional bank account, um, so that can be all sorts of things like compliment doing, making a sandwich, um, (laughs) sex, whatever. As long as you're having more um, deposits than withdrawals, like your marriage is going to be fine. But if you're constantly withdrawing from that, uh, yeah, you're going to have a hard time. But Brett, so if you make deposits for a month, and you're overflowing. Can you just be an asshole for a week and be like, "Hey, listen"? No, see, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I thought about. It. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I think it has to be like on a day by day, like the, got it, the meter. Got it, got it, got it. There's a reset at the at, at midnight. Just <laughs> trying to see how many deposits I can make. I, mean, I could build. Right, up right. No, it could be abused. I think there is a reset. That's the failsafe. Okay, got so it. Brett, on a scale of one to five, how important would you say sex is in a relationship? I'm gonna say four. Okay. Four. Yeah, I don't want to like. I don't. I hate like giving things like zero or like five. So I'm gonna go four. Okay, Carl. 
Uh, I've, I've dated some crazy girls that are crazy sex, and it's not worth it. So I'd say like three and a half. But I heard the crazy sex is like better sex. I don't know if I agree with yeah, that. Yeah, it, that's it is, part. and then it wears off, and you have to deal with them, you know, 23 other hours of the day. Yeah, so Tom, You're so. fucking for an hour? Uh, I mean, yeah, it depends on how much I've been drinking. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. okay, Josh, what about you? One to five. Well, the only things that I think are more important than sex is that the other person's alive and that you speak the same language. Well, yeah, Talk I wouldn't that. imagine you'd have sex with, like, a corpse. Right, so that's important. And same language, obviously, very important. After that, the reason I think sex is so important, while you're still young and, you know, is that um, when you're not having sex in your marriage at all, Mm-hmm. it's usually a sign that something is wrong. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. When you're still young, and, and so I'm not smart enough to know why it's so important, but I do know that relationships that are devoid of sex end up uh, end up dying. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I, I would place a pretty high importance on it. Okay, and when dating a girl, how long do you think a guy should wait before having sex? Is there like a rule of a number of dates? <laughs> If, if the guy, break that rule? If she's, I think if she's willing, the guy will do it. I don't know too many guys <laughs> who are like, I think we should slow down. Like, I don't know that that... Yeah, so he should wait until she's ready. That's my answer. Okay, Brett? Oh, well, yeah, from my background, I would say, like, I'm like a wait-till-marriage guy. But like, there's actually research... Did you actually wait till waiting. marriage? I did. Wow. And how long yeah. were you guys dating before that? Uh, Like a year. Okay. So, uh, but we had date. Well, actually, no, it was longer than that. So it was like a year and a half. Um, but actually, there's actually research backing up uh, why you should wait, like wait a little bit longer to have sex okay. before you know, uh, because uh, guys tend like when you have sex, you like you release all this oxytocin, all these hormones, whatever. So it's like you you get attached to this person, but like like uh, one of the guys saying like you don't want to get attached to a crazy person right off the bat because it's going to wear off like really fast. So uh, I think it's important for guys to understand like this is some powerful hormones you're messing with when you have sex. So just be sure you're like not doing anything. You're not uh, getting yourself attached to something that's crazy. Uh, so there's like a benefit. Like I'm not saying like, I'm not saying you have to stay until marriage, but like maybe give it three dates. So you get to know this person. Okay, That's uh, my rule. That's well, we my rule. Three three I waited three months with my wife, but can I ask you something, Brett? When What's you up? say wait, when you say wait, is that no sexual? You're, right. you're still yeah. rolling yeah. around. You're just not having right. sex. Yeah. No, no, nothing. Yeah, like nothing. Yeah, nothing at all. <laughs> no, nothing like, at yeah, all. Yeah, because like. Oh, go ahead. What? He said nothing at all. Yeah, that's what the research suggests. Interesting. Like you can like kiss and make out, but like the beyond that, it gets. Uh, yeah, you it just it's. It, it, they said the relationship satisfaction will go up if you wait. A little bit longer. I think I kind of, I'm kind of on board with that. I know I have like a I have a, a three date rule. I don't always follow it. I probably follow it like twenty percent of the time, but I at least have the rule intact. <laughs> Carl, do you ever have sex on the first date, and how does that affect your relationships? Because we kind of saw. I, mean, I, I definitely out. have on the first date, but I think in the last couple of years I've tried to do what, like you said, you know, three. Three the, dates. You're did just you get to know somebody. Cause, did you say in the past couple of years? When was Summer House season one filmed? <laughs> last summer. Last summer. Okay. And what? Ha- so what happened with Lauren? Because I had a uh, lot of questions about that too. 
Yeah, we, I mean, we hooked up. We had a good time. I mean, I, I met her for really the first time that while you guys were watching us on camera. So there was a lot of emotion and pent up stuff when you meet somebody for the first time. I tried to wait, you know, with her because it was, a, you know, I met her parents and it was a really real relationship. So I, I err on the side of waiting. I really mean that. Like that, that actually makes a relationship better if you wait. What's the status of your relationship now? Uh, Lauren and I are not dating. We're really good friends. Um, with but, benefits? <laughs> no, not recently. I I haven't hooked up with her for quite a while. So, but the summer house season two is coming back. So we'll, we'll see if that's anything happens there again. <laughs> okay, I love it. Okay, um, <laughs> one thing that's really popular online that I've been reading a lot about is edging, and there's a lot of science on both sides that say it's really good for for sex or it's really not, and it's unhealthy for guys to do. Brett, do you? Ha- Sorry, Carl, do you have any? tips that make you help you last longer in bed and have you ever edged uh i you <laughs> yeah sure sometimes you're like maybe you're really turned on and maybe you are coming to an orgasm pretty quickly and you don't want to embarrass yourself and you try to hold off uh but you just gotta just be honest and say sorry i was so attracted i couldn't hold myself and just hope she gives you another chance again <laughs> okay josh who climaxes first in bed you or your partner What's the general rule? Uh, I would have to say the general. Actually, honestly, right now, we've been married for so long that we have generally, our periods have synced, basically. We figured, we've, we basically, if I'm thinking about it, we're basically our same timers, basically, now. Okay. But, you know, the trick, I, the, I was always told that the trick to lasting longer is there's that little button down right about where your taint is. It's almost a reset button. <laughs> Nobody heard that? No. It's like a little it's like a little You're button, just educating like, us on all sorts of sex like, and dating it, tonight. Yeah, but it's like a little button that you just hold for a second and it's almost like a reset button. You don't get soft, <laughs> but you you're I'm telling you. Okay, I'm gonna get a mirror tonight and look for my button. Yeah, I got to no, look for I mine, don't too. Think it's an I, I need to find my I don't button. Think it's a, I, don't think, I don't think it's an Audi. It's an innie. It's, 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 if you have an Audi, let, take a picture and let us all see it. But I think, it's, I think there's that little spot. Yeah. Okay, uh, Carl, is sex always the end goal for guys? Uh, I think, yeah, for the most part, yeah. Josh? Yeah, probably. Brett? I feel like you might disagree uh, here. Yeah, I'm going to say, yeah, but then at a certain point, like, you want more, something more, right? If, well, if yeah. you're in a, mar- you're a yeah. real long-term relationship, yeah, yeah you got to <laughs> – there's only so many times you can have sex, right? Um, there's, you got to live with the person the rest of the 23 hours of the day. I guess Carl, who was it that – Carl. Yeah. Was it for oh, an hour? Yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> well, so, yeah, you got to have something else beyond that. Is so. an hour think, too uh, long to have sex? An hour seems I excessive. I mean, it does seem really long, <laughs> what's what like like i i'm i mean i'm 32 no so i got a little bit more of an energy in my carl i pre- i appreciate the stamina but i'm just kind of like like i have a lot of stuff i have to do like at some point during sex i'm kind of like thinking of all the other things i have to do but that's just me that's just me okay yeah. uh brett talk to me i want to talk to you about manliness how would you define being a man because you wrote the book, The Art of Manliness, and you you host the site, The Art of Manliness. So talk to me. What 
What right. Do you think so we uh, our there? idea of manliness uh, gets a lot taken from a lot from the ancient Greeks and Romans. Um, some parts of them. So like for them, being a man like was a status you had to earn. Like you were born a a male and you became a man by developing certain virtues like courage and self control and temperance and also um like fellow feeling like understanding how other people feel and being empathetic um and you had to display those in public and once you did those sort of things you uh, were considered a man it was the idea of manliness that we've had for most of western history until fairly recently um i know my grandfather sort of embodied that he was uh, just a you know served in world war Two. he good family man and he was just very uh, involved in his community uh, he's all about giving more than taking and so that's kind of what we're trying to do at the art of manliness bring that that idea of manliness so how do you feel about the tra- the traditional male female roles you know guy goes out you know hunts brings home food and woman makes dinner well i mean like what's interesting uh research is showing that you know, couples who do that tend to be happier than couples who don't. Um, I think every couple's different. If that works for you, uh, great. If it doesn't, fine. Um, but I think for the most part, uh, yeah, I think uh, in sort of embracing those, not as something saying like, you know, this, you know, men are better than women or women are better than men. Just mm-hmm. saying, hey, we we have these differences. Let's celebrate them and um, and see what we can make uh, a good relationship with strengths. that. Yeah. Okay, Josh, what about you? What do you think about the the traditional masculine feminine roles and how do they play in your marriage? Um, how do they play in my marriage? That's... Does she wear the pants? No, um, but you know what's interesting is, like, I do, uh, a lot of, uh, the cleaning and the cooking, uh, just because I like to do it. Okay. You know what I mean? And basically, it's always just, for us, it's always just falling on whoever... Like, when I'm on the road, obviously she has to do it. But when I'm home, because she's been doing it the other part of the week, I do it. Okay. You know, so I don't... But I do... Here's the things I do like. I do think dudes... I think guys should open doors. Sure, I boy. I think they should pull out chairs. I, I... You know, I opened a door for a woman in New York who wouldn't walk through it. And I said... She said, I can open my own door. And so when we get to that point, I think it's to the point of ridiculous, right? Right, right. Because you're just doing something nice for another person. It's not that dramatic. Yeah, I'm not saying you're a a feeble and weak woman who can't open a door. But so there are certain things that I think is, there are certain things that I, and I'm not a a terribly traditional dude, but there are certain things that I like about the traditional roles that I wish uh, we saw more of. And, you know, you mentioned your grandfather. It's funny that I was just talking to somebody about both my grandfathers today, and they said, well, how would you describe them? I said, I would describe that entire generation as gentlemen. That just, yeah. They were gentlemen. You know what I mean? There aren't a whole lot of gentlemen. But, you know, they had their fedoras and not in a douchey Justin Timberlake way. They had their fedoras. <laughs> and you know what I mean? And they, they never left the house without dress pants and a button-down shirt. They were gentlemen. They took, you know? Yeah, they took pride in the way that they looked. Rena, yeah. does, does Mike still open the door for you? He does. Okay. That's the safe answer. Okay. Now I want to close out the show. (laughs) She's laughing at me. I want to close out the show with a a quick round of swipe left, swipe right. So I'm going to throw some topics at you guys. Left basically means you're not feeling it and right means you're all about it. Okay. 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 Yes. I'll go Brett, Carl, Josh. 
Uh, the first one is manscaping. Brett, do you swipe left or swipe right to manscaping? Cleaning up the left. body hair. Left. Why? Because you like to be er, body hair. Like you're you're a man. God gave you that. Grow it out. Okay. Why would you get rid of it, Carl? Uh, I, I swipe right. <laughs> do you, you manscape? I do, but not. You know, I'm not bald bald eagle, but I like to kind of maintain my my. My presentation, let's say. <laughs> Josh. I I trim it up around the genital area, but nowhere else. Okay. Uh, growing out your beard. Brett, you don't have a beard, but you have the stash. What do you think about guys that are growing out their beards now? It's a big trend. Hey, if you want to do it, do it. If you don't, fine. But don't make it a thing. Like I hate when people make, when guys make a beard like their thing, and they talk about it all the time. Just grow it and i think it's gross when it's too grown out uh what about you carl uh swipe right i I can grow a beard it's yeah just grow it like like brett said just don't don't make it a thing and be be, making a big deal about it just grow it out and be a man josh left i blame zach brown for all the beard (laughs) (laughs) okay josh Uh, i'm gonna throw this one at you first what about man buns left or right oh left a million times i feel i can see you rocking a man bun can I tell you the truth? I used to have hair down the middle of my back. And, um, and, but I'm, look, in the morning when I got out of the shower, it, it was like wrestler hair. It was wet and it was wavy, but I'm a Jew. So I had the Jew fro. By the time it dried, it looked like there was two squirrels running around the back of my neck. Ah. It was terrible. But left, left, left on the man okay. bun, left. Uh, Carl, I'm going to throw this last one at you. Pubic hair on girls. What's your preference? Uh, I'm indifferent. So I swipe right. I mean, I, I, or swipe, it doesn't matter to me. Okay. You know, if the, if the, so it's right. Girl, so it's okay. Yeah. I'm what about full on Bush? Is that your vibe? Uh, depends on how hot she is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I, I love it. Okay. Josh, uh, you have two podcasts on right now. Tell us when they're on. Uh, Prince and the Wolf mm-hmm. is the uh, one that I do with Freddie Prince Jr., who is just a fascinating guy. So many great stories, not just about his dad and old Hollywood, but obviously if you grew up in the 90s, he's got great stories about the movies he was in and, and being on Friends and all the stuff that he got to do in the 90s. And he's married to Sarah Michelle Gellar, so he's got a great lot of bunch of stories there. He's got best-selling cookbooks. Dude is, is well-versed in a lot of things. And so he and I have a lot, a lot of fun. Um doing that podcast and then i have my own podcast which is more like my diary i would say which is called fairly normal and they both are on itunes and um they're available by wednesday every week i love it oh just like hashtag no filter wednesday every week uh brett you have a new book coming out the illustrated art of manliness may 16th people can pre-order it now uh what can they expect in this new book you're gonna find it's a vintage inspired uh you know if you read popular mechanics in the 1950s they had these cool and vintage illustration how-to illustrations so we got that we did that sort of vibe things on how what you know what to bring on a first date how to tie a tie how to disarm a guy with a knife how to change a tire the stuff that guys should know so they're they're handy i think i need to read that book i need to i need to brush (laughs) up on my manliness (laughs) and carl you uh uh, summer house just got picked up for another season um and you have two bars in in new york the lately kind regards where can which of those two can girls go and pick you up at 
Uh, I would recommend Kind Regards. It's a cocktail lounge. It upstairs is kind of chill, good vibe, and then downstairs is a disco ball and dance floor, and it's a little hot and sweaty, so you might find me down there. But uh, more importantly, you'll see me on you know season two of Summer House uh, with my shirt off and being a, a, a jackass. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Thank you guys so much for listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. Josh, what are your social media handles that people can follow you at? It's all at Josh Wolf Comedy. Carl? At Carl Radke. R-A-D-K-E, right? Yes, R-A-D-K-E. Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> and Brett, where can they follow you? At Art of Manliness. At Art of Manliness and at theartofmanliness.com. Don't forget to pre-order Brett's new book. Visit The Lately. Visit Kind Regards. Check out Summer House Season 2. And don't forget to listen to both of Josh Wolf's podcasts. Um, and catch him. He's currently on tour right now, right, Josh? Yeah, go to ComedianJoshWolf.com for all tour dates. That's right. Thank you guys for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and listen on iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, TheNetworkStudios.com, and soon, hopefully, Spotify. Oh, and Google Play. I just found out about that one. So go and subscribe on every one of them and leave nice reviews. And don't forget to listen to me every Wednesday. And follow me at Just Plain Zach across all social media platforms. Thank you guys for listening. I gotta go. Bye.